You are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. German Chancellor Angela Merkel meets with President Trump. Merkel visited the White House as the chair of the G20, the leaders discussing an array of global concerns, including NATO, ISIS, North Korea, the European Union, and Russia. Personal relationships uh, are uh, important. And, uh, you know, for us, Judy, the U.S. has been almost the most important uh, international and foreign policy partner over decades. The U.S. has helped us uh, to build a thriving democracy after the Second World War. It has helped us to unify Germany. So that's a very strong tradition, uh, a, a strong basis on which the Chancellor will build on. NATO is bedrock of our common security. It was kind of reinvigorated after Russia um, invaded uh, the Ukraine and fueled the conflict in eastern Ukraine. And uh, it ha is on a new mission uh, um, against a, a newly uh, assertive Russia and um, facing challenges in the south of the NATO uh, territory, in the Middle East, for instance. But um, there is this uh, discussion on uh, fairer burden sharing. We are ready for this discussion. It's, uh, it's an important discussion. Germany is committed to do more for uh, the defense, to increase our defense spending incrementally. Uh, last year, for instance, we raised our defense budget by 9%. Mm -hmm. And we want to go forward on this path and, uh, in, in an incremental way. Yes, uh, Europe uh, and also Germany uh, have to be uh, um, more, more active in defense. And President Trump and Chancellor Merkel don't see eye to eye on several issues. The president critical of her open door refugee policy and the chancellor opposed to Trump's travel order. So the question is, can they come together on key issues for the common good? Joining me now, founder of the American Truth Project, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, the press conference with Chancellor Merkel and Trump, very civil, very cordial. Uh, it seems like they had a good meeting behind closed doors. Uh, but and what we learned from Trump is that he says if America is strong, the world is better. Yeah, I, I was very impressed. The more uh, President Trump meets with world leaders, the more president-like he seems to become. I think he's falling into the role uh, quite admirably, especially with his relations on an international basis. Um, Merkel and, and Trump don't see eye to eye, at least not in the past on a number of issues, as you pointed out. And yet, when they get together in their press conference, uh, they seem to have reached a number of common ground agreements, which is very refreshing for those who said uh, during the election process, especially Stephanie, that Trump would blow up the world in terms of international relations uh, and set us back decades. I don't think that's happened at all. And we heard Germany uh, basically committing that they're going to increase their defense spending about 2%. Their goal is 2%. So do you believe that they'll hold true? Will they keep this promise? And is this a surprise to you? Uh, actually, it's a very pleasant surprise, to be honest. Um, the requirements for NATO uh, members are a certain percentage of GDP. Uh, currently, just by background, the United States spends triple 
a percentage of our GDP that Germany does. And Germany's on the front lines against Russia, and we're thousands of miles away. So if you remember, uh, Trump had made a lot of noise about everybody in NATO pulling their fair share. And guess what, Steph? It worked. Germany came to the table today and said they're literally going to double their contribution to NATO by 2025. That's a really big deal because the fact of the matter is they're the ones most at risk. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's just common sense. I mean, why wouldn't they pull their own weight like the U.S. does? And Germany, uh, Trump pointed this out, that Germany does pretty well when it comes to trade deals. But then again, he was kind of pointing out how the U.S. doesn't and that needs to change. So they need to meet us halfway. Yeah, there, there's an enormous trade deficit with Germany. I mean, it's in huge, huge numbers. Uh, we buy lots more from them than they buy from us. And, and the problem with that, obviously, is how many workers get employed. And actually, that trade deficit is growing, not shrinking. So Trump wants to talk about that. He actually had made some um, verbal threats about maybe tariffing German imported goods. But the other way to look at it is, um, Germany has a lot of employees in the United States in the um, manner of German car companies here that are making cars for domestic um, consumption here in the United States with lots of American workers. So it kind of cuts both ways. I think Merkel's going to be receptive to balancing that trade uh, imbalance uh, in the next couple of years. So kudos to Trump on that one. And we heard a little bit about radical Islamic terror. But we haven't really heard a plan from Merkel. We know that Trump believes that immigration is a privilege, and Merkel doesn't see it that way. No, not at all. In fact, Merkel's in real trouble uh, domestically. She's running for re-election right now, as you know, Stephanie, for Chancellor of Germany, I think for her fourth term. She's been the leader for a very long time, and she dragged Germany into this open-door policy. They have over a million refugees from the Middle East, and... Um, as you know from crime statistics, in certain cities, uh, crime is completely out of control. They literally are losing their culture and their civility in German cities. And Merkel is having to defend that policy at the same time acting tough on ISIS and terrorism. And you can't have it both ways, at least according to President Trump, you can't. Yeah, and this is going to be a tough one for her considering her elections in the fall. But uh, this, you know, this, this meeting comes right after Trump's second travel order got shut down. What, is, right. what message does this send to the world? And I think there probably would have been a little more pushback from Merkel's people had the travel order been able to stay. Yeah, you know, I, I would think on an international basis, people are scratching their heads and can't understand why the American courts are, are allowed to make law, which is really what happened. You know, if you look at the uh, ruling in Hawaii, uh, the plaintiff in that case is a Muslim man from the Middle East who claimed uh, two injuries because of the travel ban. One, his mother couldn't come visit him anymore from the Middle East. And two, Hawaiian tourism would be so badly impacted. It's come out in the news uh, his mother hasn't been to the United States in over 12 years and has no plans to come. And the percentage of Middle Eastern tourists from those six banned countries into the Hawaiian Tourism Bureau, less than 0.0%. And yet, a federal judge in Hawaii said the travel ban violates the Establishment Clause. They're literally, Stephanie, making law. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project a 501c3 nonprofit.
please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.